Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the MBIT Podcast. I'm your host, Seamus Medan, and today we have a very special guest, Alad Schaefer, the CEO of Faye, a travel insurance app on your phone doing what Lemonade did for general insurance, but for the travel insurance industry. So first off, this interview would not have been possible without Lauren, the director of comms over at Faye. And with that, Alad, how are you doing today? Pretty well. Happy to be here, and thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. So first off, you were the co-founder of Wikistrat, a crowdsourced consultancy which brought together several hundred strategic thinkers to run simulations of likely international events and unfolding global trends. Could you touch more on that journey and your experience as an entrepreneur? Sure. So I started my entrepreneurial journey, so to speak, about 12 years ago. Wikistrat was a very different business to Faye. We created this collaboration platform experts from all around the world to analyze and solve big world problems in real time infused by data. We actually bootstrapped that company all the way to profitability. And I'm very proud of what the company has done and continues to do. 12 years ago, I also met my co-founder, Daniel Green, and together we wanted to build something even bigger. So we took a lot of that passion for data and combined it with our personal love for travel into building faith. And having such a long partnership with someone is pretty beneficial when you start a new venture because you have someone to count on, to rely on, and we make a pretty good team. But funnily enough, despite being second-time founders, nothing can really prepare you to launch a travel insurance startup during a global pandemic. So in fact, in early 2020, Dan and I had just launched what we thought would be Faye. It was an AI-powered travel assistant. We had about 30 companies as clients and early adopters. We just attracted some initial investor interest, and a week later, COVID-19 hit, and travel came to a halt, and we're back at square one. Having the resilience, the ability to pivot, to think, yet still remain super focused on building that startup that is burning inside you has led to the creation of Pay. We're really trying to create this travel coverage and care for consumers, and the pandemic, I think, has really urged us to rethink where we're going, and I think between starting a company based on data and combining that with a personal love for travel, the birth of Faye was almost inevitable despite whatever pandemic the world might throw at us. And you mentioned that you started bootstrapping Wikistrat instead of going to the traditional VC route. Now, these days we're starting to see a downturn in VC. There will be down rounds and increased number of founders bootstrapping. What are some of your takeaways for founders who might be bootstrapping during this time period? I think generally speaking, bootstrapping for as long as you can is not such a bad idea. As long as you know when is the right time to actually raise money. If you bootstrap for long enough, then you're in a better position to negotiate a better deal with an investor. That's helpful. You're able to prove something and prove your worth before asking for additional capital. But staying bootstrapped for too long can also be detrimental. Generally speaking, I am very thankful for our bootstrapped past because it really prepares us to environments like we are in today, where all of a sudden investors and others are actually looking for you know, positive unit economics, healthy growth trajectory, and God forbid, even talking about profits. <laughs> so I think that's generally a healthy thing that we're experiencing. It doesn't make it any easier for startups around the world, pay included, but I think it will help create healthier companies that are focused on the right metrics and all in all that's a positive thing. 
And after bootstrapping that company, you decided to leave in 2019 to build Fay. What was the realization you had that pushed you to build a competitor in the travel insurance industry? And what was the current problem in that industry? Yeah, so we didn't necessarily start as travel insurance. We always wanted to create a better experience for travelers. And when we started, we thought we would do that with data alone. So we built an AI travel assistant where we tried to help predict whether your flight might be delayed, tell you insightful information about what you should expect during your trips, whether it's a delay or cancellation, where you might pick your bags, how long it's going to take you to get to the city. And that proved to be pretty helpful for travelers. But I think as we saw the pandemic hit, we realized that there's only that much you can do with data alone. And once your flight has been canceled, it's not enough to know about it in advance. You also need to be rebooked or have your trip costs reimbursed. And if you, God forbid, catch COVID, it's not enough if I tell you where the nearest hospital is, you actually need to be admitted and receive assistance doing so. And that's when we started to understand and dig deeper into travel insurance. And I come from a part of the world here in Israel and my co-founder, Daniel, originally from Australia, where travel insurance is very known and understood. In fact, this in Israel, about 95% of Israelis buy travel insurance, and there's very high adoption rates elsewhere in Australia and parts of Europe. As we dug deeper into the United States, we realized that it was significantly misunderstood, very low adoption rates, and overall a not so innovative product on the technology and the underwriting. And that got us really interested because we realized if only 10 or 15% of Americans buy travel insurance, why is that? And what can be done to make sure that American travelers, when they're outside of their home country or even traveling domestically, are properly protected? It's probably worth even explaining to the audience what is travel insurance, because many listeners may not know. And travel insurance is designed to cover all those unexpected costs and losses that are associated with your travels. And specifically, most comprehensive travel insurance plans can cover your trip investment. So your flights, accommodations, and attractions, should you need to cancel or cut your trip short, it should protect your health against medical emergencies and your belongings if they're stolen, delayed, or damaged. It can also cover things like evacuation costs for medical security or political emergencies, it can provide coverage for your car rental or even your pet. And, and like any insurance business, there's tons of pain point for consumers. So for one, travel insurance plans were not really built with the consumer in mind. It was more so built for the distributor. That could be your airline or your online booking website. So eventually the consumer is left with this PDF that sits in your inbox and you hope you'll never need to use that insurance policy. And in most cases, you wouldn't even know who's your insurer. Uh, second, it's very hard to understand. Insurance plans aren't really the clearest and most friendly documents out there. And the legal language filled with all those exclusions often leaves travelers confused rather than well-informed and with peace of mind. And third, the claims process, should something happen to you, is pretty slow and bureaucratic, requiring a lot of paperwork and lengthy wait times. In fact, I was surprised most travel insurance claims are still paid with checks in America. Like seriously, it's 2022. Right. So really there is no brand working to build an actual relationship or connection with the consumer, which makes travel insurance feel like this distant service that is hard to reach. We take a very different approach, both practically and philosophically. Philosophically, we believe that travel insurance should not be 
just a reimbursement service. That's the old way. Travel insurance should be your protector and your companion. The role of the travel insurer should be looking after you when you're on the road. For us, insurance is just part of being able to look after you when you travel, but it doesn't stop really there because if our role is to look after the traveler, then we can do it with information and data, real-time assistance, and also financial solutions. So it's a much more holistic and proactive take as to what travel insurance should be. And in a pra- practical way, our approach caters to those customer pain points by being very clear and holistic so you know exactly what coverage you're purchasing and how you're protected before your trip and during your trip. And we really work hard to explain it in plain English. Second, we are fully digital, from getting covered to receiving assistance while on the go and all the way to filing claims and getting paid, all of which you can do via our app. Uh, and above all, we're a human and person first. So team of customer experience are available 24-7. They can provide real-time trip assistance when it matters. So when you couple that philosophical and practical approach to what travel insurance should be, and you merge it with technology that can proactively monitor your trip and alert you to what you need to know about your trip, we're making pay into this protector and companion that is what we believe travel insurance should be. Two questions. How does your business model compare to the traditional business model of travel insurance agencies or other travel insurance agencies? And then in terms of user experience, I was doing some research on this before the podcast. And when I was trying to buy insurance, there were a lot of friction and a lot of steps in that process that made it more difficult to use than what it seemed like it would be for Faye. It seemed like a lot simpler. So what is that difference? Right. So I think you're touching upon two important things. One is the business model and the other is the user experience. And I'll, I'll start with the latter one. User experience really matters. And I think we got used to a much better user experience in all the apps and services that we acquire. Yet, in when you buy insurance, you're often faced with those forms and questions that you don't necessarily understand. A lot of legalese, a lot of financial terms. And we really try to simplify it by asking you a couple of questions. And then instead of suggesting, hey, here's our bronze, silver, gold packages, that is very hard to really understand what they are, we offer you the one coverage that we believe most suitable for you. And then we let you play with it or select different adults. So we would never let you travel underinsured. We believe that's just bad for business. But we also enable you to add things that are more customized for your trip, like coverage for your pet, like cancel for any reason, like coverage for your car rental. These are the things that you can add on to. In terms of business model, this is insurance, right? So effectively, someone is paying a fee that's called a premium. And in return, they expect to be looked after during a covered event. The price points for travel insurance are ranging usually from 4 to 10% of your trip costs. And there's a range. And there's a range because beyond the trip cost, the cost of your policy is impacted by your age your destination, and the trip plan. And if you purchase common add-ons, like the ability to cancel for any reason, the cost of your insurance could go up. Quite frankly, I think that's one other aspect that our industry can do better because the underwriting or the analysis of risk can be a lot more data-driven. Today in our industry, a trip to London is priced almost the same as a trip to Kiev in Ukraine uh, because it all happens to be in Europe. And clearly, those are two very different trips in terms of risk. Same for whether I take a trip with my wife and daughters or taking a trip with my high school buddies. And there's a lot to do 
on this data-driven underwriting. And it starts with being a data-first company. And Faye intends to innovate there as well. I think by and large, in terms of pricing, and uh, we're often asked that, we're pretty competitively priced. Depending on when you're going and what's your age, we can be anywhere across that range. There are some scripts where we could be significantly cheaper than most plans out there, and others where we would be more expensive. But I think if you compare Apple to Apple's, our coverages are pretty uh, competitive. And earlier, you mentioned how less people in the United States use travel insurance compared to possibly other countries like Australia. Now, I think around 38% of U.S. travelers actually employ travel insurance, which is a lot less than that 95%. What are some of the things that you plan to do or already are doing to educate the travelers on the importance of travel insurance? So it's a good point. And in many ways, COVID has done a lot of good service for this industry because COVID really stressed the importance of being looked after when you're on the road, both in terms of the plenty of flight cancellations and delays out there that are continuing, as we can see every single day in the United States and elsewhere, but also really making it clear that travel insurance is not just a financial transaction protecting your trip against cancellations, but rather also a way to look after you medically when you're traveling and in case you need to quarantine or, God forbid, be evacuated. So COVID has done a lot of the education. Um, I think for us, it's about simplifying and demystifying what travel insurance is, trying to explain it in plain English, and really going beyond insurance per se. Again, we see our role as looking after you when you're on the road. And that means that you can always contact us for things that are not necessarily just about insurance. Travel insurance policy may compensate you for $50 if your passport is lost. But when you're on the road and your passport is lost, what you really need is not 50 bucks. What you need is advice how to get a new passport because your flight back to the U.S. lives in two days. Right. That is what we help you with. Similarly, if you miss your connection, yes, your insurance might cover some of those costs and compensate you. But what you really need right here and there is how am I getting on a new flight back home because I just missed my connection? And we believe that our role is to help you with that as well. So I think that is core to explaining to travelers who, when you think of it, going outside of your home country involves a lot of complexities. You don't necessarily speak the local language. You don't know the local services. So when she hit the fan, be it a big event, like I broke my leg or my trip got canceled, and all the way to the smaller things, like my bag got delayed or I lost my passport, all these things can feel significantly larger than they are, and it can very quickly get costly and stressful. What you really need when you travel is that peace of mind, and that's the combination of being protected financially, but also being able to get assistance for a variety of cases, being well-informed and be looked after. And that is exactly what we're trying to do. You brought up an excellent point, how it's more than just the capital. And when we're taking a look at history, so back in 9-11, you've touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive into more of the specifics of your business. But back in 9-11, business travel dropped by 33%, according to the Bureau of Transportation Statistics. Now, right after COVID-19 hit, travel dropped by up to 96%, a much larger drop in 2020. Now, in theory, this would be conceived as a negative effect for a travel insurance business. But you wrote in an article in Forbes how this was actually beneficial for your startup. Why was that? When, for us, we built Fade during COVID and we launched it this year. 
clearly today, travel is rebounding big time. And we're seeing significant growth in people seeking to, to take flights and go somewhere. And there's this whole revenge travel phenomena. We're in a different period to where we were, say, a year ago. I think launching Faye a year ago would have been more challenging. But it's also this double-edged sword, right? When catastrophic events happen, be it 9-11, be it the volcano eruptions, be it COVID, it stresses the need for being protected when you're on the go. And in many ways, as soon as travel restarted, even in smaller numbers, travel insurance sales started to go through the roof. So adoption rates are going significantly higher than they ever were. And I expect that phenomena to continue. And we've seen historically that whenever a major travel event has happened, it has led to a rise in awareness and adoption of travel insurance. And then there's a new normal. It does not necessarily stay at the same height or peak of adoption as it could be in the midst of a pandemic, but the growing awareness of its importance for your peace of mind has a lasting effect. And, and clearly COVID with two years of being almost under complete lockdown has stressed that need of being protected, informed, and looked after when you're on the road. And we're seeing that having just launched three months ago, both in sales and adoptions and feedback and seeing that customers crave just that feeling of being looked after. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. For example, that's one of the reasons why companies like Apple and Amazon, they have really good customer service teams, which makes that feeling of being looked after so important. And in some cases, a core part of their business. And to wrap it up here, what are some of your takeaways on where people can find more about Faye? So clearly, the easiest way to find out more about us is going to our website. That's www.withfay.com. There's many ways to communicate with us through our app, on the website. And if you need us, we can even be reached over the phone. So we try to make it very easy for customers to reach us because, again, we are customers. And I think it's a very stark difference to how you typically see insurance companies where, regardless of whether you're in travel or not, you get this policy document. And somewhere in there, you may find this number that you might need to call and wait for hours on the line. We try to make it all digital and very accessible and really put the customer in front. They are what matters. They are the reason we built Fay, and we'll be more than happy to hear from you. That's super neat. I'll have a link to Fay posted down in the episode description below for anyone interested in checking it out. That wraps it up for today's episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to leave a five-star review down below. And thank you, Alad, for taking the time to hop on the podcast today. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.